0: Too many families are dealing with struggles related to the cost of healthcare. And so, for me, my personal why is trying to find ways to pull low value care out of the system. And I think that that's the way that I can maximize the contribution that I'm making to society. Welcome back to a fireside chat with Chillmark Research, looking at healthcare IT with a lens to the future.
1: So I'm joined today by Andrew Sorensen, who is the Chief Analytics Officer of Castell Health. Could you tell me a little bit more about what that means and what you do with Castell? Yeah,
0: so uh, Castell Health is a population health services organization um, that was founded by Intermountain Healthcare in 2019. And um, as the Chief Analytics Officer, I help think through all of our product strategy related to technology and analytics products and uh, find ways to deliver insights to care teams so that they can um, provide really high quality care to the patients that we serve.
1: Fantastic, so can you tell me a little bit more about some of the projects that you've worked on specifically and any of the unique things that you've had to troubleshoot or work through to actually make these insights accessible and digestible for your end users?
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's been huge gains and progress made in the technology and analytics space over the last five years. And in fact, I'd say that in a lot of ways, our ability to produce insights and to process data has outpaced our customer's ability to think through the requests that they have for us at times. And so an important part of the way that we partner with our customers is to really understand the problems that they're trying to solve, and then take what we know about how we can manage data and then deliver something to them that we hope outpaces what they've looked for. And so one example of that is this algorithm that we've created called the Ensemble Outreach Model. And essentially what we do is we bring data together using a number of vended partners like Arcadia, and then we build a model that helps care teams understand who would be the most important patients to reach out to to ensure that we're delivering really affordable and high quality care.
1: So when you talk about affordable care, are you referring to kind of this shift towards value-based care and doing cost containment and identifying gaps that can be addressed around performance and bad actors on the physician side, bad practices? Is that the type of stuff that you're referring to?
0: Absolutely. We should hire you to, to talk about it. That's a really good understanding. I so, mean, it's what
1: we write about here at Shellmark, so I've got a pretty good sense of what, what you guys tend to do, but there's so many nuances and flavors of it that I'm trying to tease out what it is unique that sure. you're offering. So here are some that
0: things that I would say are pretty unique about Castell. A number of organizations exist similar to us but as far as I know um, those organizations really serve a pretty narrow population. Either a very small number of of people or a very narrow set of the healthcare industry. By contrast, Castell provides value-based care services that support commercial populations, Medicare Advantage populations, as well as populations that are in CMS-based programs such as MSSP and direct contracting. So we have a very broad footprint and we serve about 900,000 members, which is orders of magnitude larger than most organizations that would consider themselves our competitors.
1: So I know that you were one of the speakers here at HIMSS this year. Could you tell me a little bit about what you presented on and what some of the findings are that you were sharing with the rest of the community?
0: Yeah, we've had a a number of great opportunities to present at HIMSS. It's been uh, a really great experience here. Um, A couple of the things that we've presented on is the journey that we went through over about a 10-year period, taking the things that we learned at Intermountain Healthcare, to help deliver insights and better experiences for the care teams that serve our patients. So we talked about a number of the lessons that we've learned throughout that process. We're also talking about the way that we make investments in our data supply chain, both through our own hardware, as well as in partnerships with companies like Arcadia and Collective Medical, for example, to really make sure that we're condensing and combining all of the data available to us so that rather than having care teams worry about all of the different reports that they need to look at, they get a very seamless experience where they're consuming insights at the right place at the right time.
1: That is such a key, getting the insights at the right place at the right time. So are you serving this up within an EHR, or do you have a standalone reporting service that you're using on your end to to tease out these insights and kind of provide them to the end user?
0: It, It depends on the product that we're
1: talking about. Most of our products, are
0: delivered outside of the EMR, but we wanna make it a very frictionless process. And so we think a lot uh, about human-centered design and how we can deliver products, again, at the right place and at the right time. And usually, depending on the consumer that you're talking about, that may be just adjacent to the EMR at, at the point of care for a more administrative employee. Sometimes their workflow is their inbox. and so we found that their preference is to get those insights delivered to them in their inbox. But we work really closely to understand what exactly it is that they want to know and, and when the setting is um, that those insights would be most valuable to
1: them. So enough of the kind of primer stuff, so, so one of the other questions I've been asking everybody while I'm here sure. is whether or not they have an opinion on the impact of the execu- that big executive order that Biden just put out there around anti-competitive behavior in technology, healthcare, in the american economy in general so as you've probably seen there was a health affairs article recently as well as another group that published on the impact that consolidation within the healthcare industry has had and intermountain being such a big healthcare player i don't know what you've seen but what do you think this executive order will have as far as an impact in the M&A activity that we've been seeing over the last few years in healthcare that's just gone completely gangbusters. Um, Do you think it will have an impact that some people are talking about and that Biden apparently is hoping it does, or do you think it will fall flat without teeth behind it?
0: Yeah, um, not really my area of expertise, but I can tell you that Castell's mission aligns very closely to Intermountains, which is to help people live the healthiest lives possible. And as Intermountain looks for new markets to enter, really the objective in finding partners or growth opportunities, it's really to drive that mission, to help people live the healthiest lives possible and to drive greater affordability and quality in those communities.
1: Okay, great. So that's, I mean, that's what we feel too. We think that the future of healthcare, especially in America, is some kind of a capitation value-based model. We think it's the only way to really work on containing costs and maintaining performance. You know, maintaining the quality of care that we do have access to in this system and keeping people from going to bad actors, having them understand that, you know, some of these hospitals won't be the care that they want or need. So I've also heard though, a lot of these provider groups are still pretty resistant to the overall concept of value-based care because they love the fee-for-service model. And there's a direct incentive there. And I've also heard that on some of these nationalized healthcare systems, there isn't that incentive to go beyond just the bare minimum of clients that they need to see or patients that a doctor needs to see. So do you think we'll reach an equilibrium or a good balance around VBC? Do you think this is just the first stone kind of tap? around pushing towards a more comprehensive capitation model. What are your thoughts on the future of VBC in America?
0: So I I think a lot of large health systems are um, experiencing a chicken and the egg problem, right? They need to make investments in order to be successful in value-based care, but they also don't have a large number of value-based care contracts. If they enter into those contracts without making the investments that they need to, then they may experience pretty poor performance in those contracts in the short run. And I actually think that Castell's really well positioned to remedy that issue because of the scale that we have relative to our competitors and because of the experience that we had at Intermountain Healthcare in managing that transition to volume from volume to value, we have a core set of tools that can help those organizations really seamlessly make that transition. And so rather than making that investment themselves, We've already made the majority of those investments and and we're eager to partner with organizations in that
1: situation. Something I've been asking everyone because I know my reasons for being in this industry and what drew me into healthcare, but I've also heard across, you know, my whole time being in the healthcare IT community, this isn't normal IT. You know, people aren't driven by the normal IT, let's build a startup and make a bunch of money kind of drive. People are motivated by much more personal reasons. So if I'd love to hear what got you into healthcare, what motivates you to really try to change the system from what it operates as today.
0: Yeah, I think I decided really early in my life that it was important to me to do something that was going to make a difference in the world and that was really going to leave a mark. And so um, I I think in my mid-20s, I realized that the best opportunity for me to do that was in healthcare analytics. I, I think I realized I was really passionate about healthcare and was pretty good at analytics and analytics strategy. And too many families are dealing with struggles related to the cost of healthcare. And I know that data is a key part of transitioning towards lower value delivery systems. And so for me, my personal why is trying to find ways to pull low value care out of the system. And I think that that's the way that I can maximize the contribution that I'm making to society.
1: That's wonderful, I love hearing that. But I mean, obviously, first of all, we had to get all the data to begin with. So do you think that the High Tech Act is really what kind of enabled what your vision for how to help healthcare? kind of came to be or were you able to do this before everybody started implementing EHRs and digitizing records? Yeah,
0: I think the increase in the amount of data that we have definitely created the right circumstances in which we could create really high value analytics. I think where we're seeing a real opportunity is to turn all of that data into insights. It's like, you know, we live in an oil rich country but you can't put crude oil into your car. And so I see a key part of my role as not only helping in that enrichment process, but then working with the right vendors who have significant experience in doing the same thing. And so companies like Arcadia are helping us really catapult and and make significant progress very quickly and pulling data from lots of different sources, some of which we didn't have a lot of experience with to begin with, and to move that along really quickly. Do you have any
1: thoughts on the social determinants of health data and how that could actually be incorporated into the way that we provide care, or is this something that because of how doctors are trained to be more focused on acute incidents or chronic diseases, it's going to be harder to get the social determinants integrated into actual care provision? Do you think that this is really a doctor or a care provider's responsibility to help patients and individuals find those resources? Or is this something that's more of a social program's responsibility? Because a lot of people are talking about it in healthcare yeah. right now and trying to push it into the healthcare system as a responsibility for them because it so directly affects health. But again, it's not the symptoms, it's not the disease necessarily. So, sure. so how do we start incorporating that into care provision? Yeah,
0: that's a great question. I don't know that we know the answer yet. The way that I've envisioned this potentially playing out is that as we put value-based care models in place, we're gonna create the incentives for providers, for health systems and other actors in the industry that create an incentive for people to be interested in the overall wellness of a population. And it seems that the connection between the social determinants of health and healthcare spending are pretty well documented. And I envision that we're gonna see an increasing demand for insights related to the social determinants from healthcare teams over time. And so I wanna be ready as that poll really comes to be to not only provide that data in a way that's meaningful to providers, but to have also made the decisions about which of those data elements are gonna be most valuable. Because I think that that's still a really open question and we're doing a lot of work on that within Castell are putting some exciting strategies in place to help people with their social needs that are not traditionally within um, what a healthcare provider would conceive as her or his role.
1: Okay, so real quick, what are three words that you would use to describe this year's hymns? Quiet, cozy, and exciting. Wonderful. And finally, how do people find out more or get in touch with you? Uh, They can go to
0: castellhealth.com or they can find me personally on LinkedIn. My name is Andrew Sorensen. All
1: right, thanks a lot, Andrew. Great talking to you and I look forward to staying in touch.
0: Okay, me too, thank you.